0: DJ, tens of thousands on my right, thousands by my side. War between good and evil, watching our fists collide. Battle for our freedom now. To the streets we ride,
1: flags waving all around, pages full of pride. This is where we make a stand. No more give or take. They wanna use violence on Americans. We want freedom. We want peace. We want freedom. We want
0: peace. We want freedom. We want peace. Defend
1: the Constitution. Many warriors Casting down
0: any mongers who have bucked cow. Enough with tyranny. We come to take our country back for all citizens, white, red, brown, or black. Return it to a form of glory. Fix the bloody crack on the crown. Fetch it down. It's going
1: down. my mama told me yeah she warned me that this day would
2: come i'm like my father go to combat with the blazing guns i survived that then i came back to the place i'm from to face off all these haters and the battle in the place i love you can't break me down i'm indivisible you still see my raps if i was invisible
1: that pepper spray tastes like chicken what up patriots welcome back to freedom unchained i am your humble host joseph thomas also known as pi anon i am a j6 defendant and i'm also a nerd and i am completely proud of that no problem whatsoever numbers are my thing this last week i had the honor of going down to cpac the um conservative political action committee whatever big fest for the Republican Party of fundraising and being able to rub elbows with some big names down there and since I am a nobody I decided to be annoying which I'm also good at and I went around asking folks if they had any statements for those uh that are locked up inside the the jails because of January 6th their defendants and the families you would be surprised how many politicians ran away from me. I did get a couple, but for the most part, they all apparently had planes to catch or were about to speak right at that moment and a few bigger names, which I'm not going to call them out, but very unfortunately did not want to speak to me either. Now, I'm going to put a few of these folks here at the beginning of the messages and then also a couple towards the end, but I think you definitely will help to hear how many of these influencers, many of these known names feel about January 6th. I made sure that all of them knew they were being recorded and many of which I actually had to chase down the hallways packed full of people elbow to shoulder to elbow and get around their security details. Um, Steve Bannon for one which I will play here shortly he was surrounded by security in a packed hallway and everybody was swarming him for selfies and I was running behind his security detail trying to get a statement from him and I asked as you will hear would you like to give a statement for the January 6th defendants that are locked up he says I do and then kept walking (laughs) and I had to chase him and eventually, his security said, here, follow us. And then I, as I chased them, was able to get him my phone, which is how I do this podcast. And he gave a, uh, a great message. And I'm going to share that with you. But there are a few other uh, people that of note that I think you all would love hearing from. And we're going to play those now. Steve Bannon, I'm a January 6th defendant. Do you have I'm a January 6th defendant. Would you like to give a short statement to the guys inside the prison?
3: Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, we're fighting for you and we're gonna get this thing sorted out. It's unacceptable, unsat that you're in there, but we're gonna turn this thing around. Next you're gonna hear from
1: a reporter by the name of Mark Levin. There's a lot of Americans
0: who are very concerned about what you folks are going through. A lot of us. And if you weren't violent, you didn't hit a cop, you didn't break anything, you shouldn't be in jail. You should be getting who gets trespassing charges? Nobody. So hang in there.
1: Thank you, sir. I no, very much appreciate that.
0: God bless you.
2: Hello,
1: everybody. This is Dr. Simone Gold. I, too, am a J6 defendant. I am heartbroken for the situation you're in. One day it will end. I know you're tired of hearing that. You're you're definitely tired of hearing that. I was in for 60 days, which is nothing compared to what you've endured. I just want you to know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm going to cry, millions and millions of Americans stand with you. If people are waking up, they're noticing it, they're seeing it, the abridgment of the civil rights has been disgusting. Please hold on to your humanity. Please have faith that this will end one. One day, it will. It will end one day. May God bless you in the situation you're in and may God resolve the situation as quickly as possible. God bless.
3: Thank you very much, Dr. Gold. To all inmates who are being held wrong in DC, all over the country actually because of January 6th, uh, know that you have support. People out here who care about you and love you and we're working very hard to do everything we can to get you guys free and released.
1: I'm standing out here with Ron Jay, and he's got a message for you all that are suffering. Hey, man,
0: keep praying. Keep y'all head up. God is with you. We outside with y'all. We love y'all. Do not lose hope. Keep fighting. We outside fighting hard for y'all, man. And whatever y'all need, let me know. I got 100 songs for y'all, man. Let's do it.
1: You heard that. Ron J. Spike spitting out some rhythm and nothing but love for you. Sebastian Gorka here true americans true patriots are with you hold the line never give up never give in god is on our side god bless every single one of you thank you very much sir i appreciate that sebastian gorka folks there's going to be a few more after uh, our interview but first i want you to hear from a wonderful veteran that is being persecuted by the federal government because of January 6th by the name of Chris Alberts. All right, fam, I am here with Chris Alberts. He is a frickin' madman, a warrior for truth and being persecuted by our federal government because of his presence at the Capitol on January 6th. Thank you for coming on, Chris. How you doing? Pretty good. Appreciate you having me on, brother. How about yourself? I am out of bed and dressed, sir. I can't complain. I'm as good as God allows at the moment, considering we are all dealing with a military boot on our neck from Uncle Sam. Um, we I got nothing but love for you, and uh, I'm, you know, our heart goes out to you and your family in this fight. We're all praying out here for you, and I know you know that. Um, we're all praying that, that this comes out into fruition where we're on the right side of history. You did have a chance to meet at the Freedom Corner Fest uh, out by CPAC this past week, um, which was an absolute blast. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, but for those that don't know, uh, give us a little bit of a background about who you are.
0: Average red-blooded American, I mean, other than the fact that you know I served in the military, I enlisted at 18 in the Virginia Army National Guard, deployed to Iraq in 2007, 2008. Um, you know, multiple stateside missions. Um, I worked President Obama's inauguration. You know, I've done a lot of different things. I've been involved in my community all my life. You know, I grew up being a volunteer firefighter and EMT. I've always just been your regular everyday average American nothing really special about me other than i stand for freedom when the call came in so
1: that's it and for some reason the federal government wants america to believe that you are the picture of domestic terrorism living a life of service to others and sacrificing yourself for the benefit of american values man you're so horrible I'm joking, yeah. obviously. Yeah. I,
0: I know you are, brother. Really. Yeah, they call me a, a danger to society. Um, I'm, you know, I was the the leader of the charge that day, along with I guess so far, everybody that's gone to trial has been called the leader or the the you know the the arrow on the mo- the tip of the spear for the mob and this that and the third. So they just you know we we know these are all the words that they try to use to label us as these big domestic terrorist assault to democracy people but it's as we see now far from the
1: truth oh amen buddy and uh, more and more information is coming out um hopefully with the release of the new um january 6 footage that uh, speaker mccarthy released to uh, tucker carlson um that we can start getting more and more information And I'll be real honest, I'm hoping for the day that McCarthy lives up to his end of the deal and actually release all of the footage to the American people, because no matter how big of a team Tucker has, he's not going to be able to go through the 44,000 hours uh, to come up with a concise picture of that day, um, because he's only one man. You know, nothing against Tucker. I like him. uh, He's actually one of the only Fox News anchors I'll ever listen to anymore, but the American people have the right to that information. And my personal opinion is if Tucker gets it, he's no one special. We should all have it. If it's good for one American, it's good for all of us.
0: Well, if anybody should have it, we should have it. I mean, and I call my my local rep all the time because I have the one and only Republican in Maryland. So, you know, thank God for that. But so far I haven't gotten a call back either. So I continue to call and I continue to get people on the phone They sound like they're in their 20s. But I call and I call and I demand that footage. As J6 defendants, we should have that before Tucker Carlson. I should have had that 45,000 plus hours of footage two years ago when they said they were getting all the footage together and they were going to have it to me soon, and then they didn't give it to me. And now they gave it to me, and I had less and less and less time to prepare for my trial. And the more footage that comes out, the more it just, again, proves that we either should have the time and or uh, you know, mistrials because this is ridiculous what they're doing to us. Um, but again, people people need to get involved in that. People need to be, even if you're not a J6, call your state reps and demand this footage be released. Don't ask, demand it. If they don't trust the American people to make up their own opinion, then what do they really think about us? So, yeah, I think know. the
1: problem is they actually fear the American people coming up with their own opinion because we can discern the truth, and you know we can smell bullcrap from a mile away. And mm-hmm. we all know, you know, that the the Jan 6 sham committee was just a, a kangaroo court. It's all politics. It's all for show. You know, they called me the leader of the riots. You know, I can't even lead my own household, let alone you know two million people into doing whatever it is that they're trying to accuse us of. But, you know, I digress. It's uh, it's the point that we're at. And you are right. hundred percent. It is up to us. We, the people, the Americans to demand that our representatives give us that information. You know, freedom of information is a thing and we shouldn't have to use the FOIA process. It should be given to us freely. FOIA is, is if they're trying to hide information then we can take a legal process and sue in court and do all of that rigmarole. That shouldn't be necessary. We shouldn't have to twist the arms of those that are supposed to represent us to give us access to the truth, give us access to information. I understand national security. I understand, you know, well, the positions of certain cameras and blah, blah, blah. They can redact that, you know. They give out information and they redact the crap out of it anyway. Whenever we do hit them with FOIA, it's the same thing with this footage. But there's too much at stake for the lives of like yourself and other patriotic Americans who's under the gun from uncle Sam to not allow us access to that, which we can use in our own defense. But before we get too deep down the rabbit hole, um, (laughs) I wanted to take a step back real quick. Obviously you went to Washington DC on the sixth. Did you show up early? Were you there on the fifth? Like, um, kind of give us an insight as to how and why you went
0: so um i live in maryland so i was going to go down on the on the 6th and that was my plan i didn't need to go down any earlier there you know no need to spend a couple hundred dollars on a hotel when i don't have to i live an hour and a half from dc so um you know just i went down there not only to make sure that we were you know going to be able to peacefully exercise our our first amendment rights but you know to also watch over the crowd because i have seen and as we have all seen trump supporters their rallies are pretty much majorly, unless trump is you know it's a specific trump rally if there's trump protesters there's always counter protesters and these counter protesters stab and pepper spray and beat and attack trump supporters and Patriots like me were there to make sure that didn't happen. Um, you know, when I got to D.C., instantly you can tell the police presence was nowhere near it needed to be for the size of the crowd that was there. So there's no way that they would have been able to help every single person or stop anything that could have happened that day. So that's why I went with my med kit. Um, you know, and I went dressed the way I did. I had my my Kevlar vest on with my plate carriers and I had my gas mask, and um, as people will find out from my charges, I also had my nine millimeter on me
1: as well. Fair enough. You know, you went there expecting somebody to potentially cause a problem, and you wanted to be part of the solution. Um,
0: I I wanted to be able to come home at the end of the night and kiss my fiance goodnight and, and say that I did my part to give my representatives a voice and if they continued to certify the election after hearing us out, then that's what they did and I would have went home peacefully. But seeing what we all know happened that day, I'm glad I went the way I did because if I didn't, I probably would be dead.
1: What was your experience at the ellipse?
0: The amount of people I to this day just the it it was a wave it didn't stop flowing i mean it was like a river coming down to the ellipse and from the sides and they had to set up an extra tv for all the people because they couldn't see and it was just it was amazing and it was just a, a spectacular sight to see and majority of my time spent at the the ellipse was again watching over the crowd just watching people exercise their first amendments and making sure that nobody in the crowd was um hurting anybody um that being said i did have a radio on me in communication with other people in the crowd there was an instance of a guy walking through the crowd with his knife out trying to cut people that you know they took him down and took him to the police um there was also another instance that um i have brought up but because nobody else is willing to come forward as a witness um and i can't find anybody else that was there um you know there was a possible backpack that was in a tree that other people in the military as myself when we see uh, when you see piles of backpacks all on the ground you know 30 40 100 whatever there was you know because when you wanted to go see trump speak you can't take a bag in there you know, if you're walking around the ellipse, you're fine, but the second you wanted to get near that, that, be able to be near that stage, you're searched by secret service, you cannot have a bag. So there was backpacks laying all over and to see one placed, you know, eight feet in a tree was suspicious. Um, one of the guys we were with walked over to the uh, Capitol, our DC police and told them that we had a subsistence package and they didn't care. Forcing one other Patriot that was with us to we literally walked the bag away from everybody and Made sure nobody was within, you know, a hundred yard radius of us and we opened ourselves Nothing was in it, you know, selfie stick and stuff like that, but The fact that there was a possibility of that and at the same time, you know now we're finding shortly after This occurred is shortly after they are before they found the pipe bombs at the RNC and the DNC so why would they not be concerned about a suspicious package? And you know, we walked away with it, and we went and opened it.
1: Um, outside of that event with the bag, um, um, what else do you remember from the, the times at the Ellipse?
0: That was the most out of ordinary. Everything else, there was everybody happy, stinging, hugging, praying. I mean, um... I remember that bag incident was, you know, when Trump was speaking, and I remember at that time seeing that massive crowd start heading in the, you know, now to be known direction of the Capitol. You know, I've only been in D.C. one time, so um, once I saw the crowd walk in that direction, I'm like, me and the guy that, you know, the plaid shirt guy that took it out of the tree, we're like, hey, let you know, let's go over there and see what's going on, and we just started following
1: everybody over to the Capitol,
0: and that's where the day
1: really gets interesting. I actually want to take a step back are you with uh and any of the groups the proud boys oath keepers uh, 141 any of that
0: no I was not proud part of proud boys or anything like that
1: so you know you're not affiliated with any groups you're just a wholehearted American that has spent a life of service and wanted to use your experience to ensure the safety of others and you started to head towards the Capitol. um kind of give us a a breakdown of how that they played out for you
0: um yes i mean we as the the march to the Capitol proceeded you know everybody's cheering and chanting and saying what they want to say walking past all these buildings and nothing's being destroyed or you know the, the crowd was not angry the crowd wasn't violent um there wasn't like a it wasn't like a stampede like they're trying to make it sound like we you know we were this mob that swarmed. I mean, granted, yeah, it was a massive amount of people, but we weren't in this, you know, candle torch burning mentality marching down. People were spaced out. They weren't all going that one time. You know, it wasn't like a coordinated effort to go to the Capitol all at once. Um, Once I got to the Capitol itself, the sidewalk where everybody was walking into, there was no barriers. There was already a massive crowd uh you know at the base of the west side steps i walked right up the sidewalk and right onto the grass no signs not telling me not to and continued to the base of the west steps where um i was brought to the reality of what was really going on
1: what is it that you witnessed once you made it towards the Capitol?
0: when i first got to the base of the steps i had noticed um A crowd of people you know kind of standing around to the left side of that scaffolding in a circle and I realized there was somebody on the ground getting CPR um come to find out who was Benjamin Phillips I didn't know at the time but um I had offered to help him got told by Capitol police that they had it under control told him that you know nobody was breathing for him that I had a medical kit and I could help and that you know somebody needs to be breathing for him he asked me to get an AED out of my backpack. And I told him I didn't have an AED on me. So, um, And that's where Capitol Police Officer uh, C. Atkinson walked up and literally recruited me and told me to, if I wanted to help, to help keep the crowd back so that they can get Benjamin out of there. Um, and this is all on video. I have him literally walking up and putting his arm around me um, and telling me and, and recruiting me to help with crowd control. I'm on video with my back to the Capitol, the crowd in front of me, and I'm keeping everybody off the sidewalk. You know, 20, 30 minutes go by and they carry Benjamin out on that, on the piece of, you know, the fencing or whatever they had found while the girl's giving them CPR and they just walked right past me and I turned around and that's when I see that riot squad coming in to literally keep, this grass knoll in front of the west side secured that i was already keeping secure all by myself there was no point for the riot cops to come in it was just you know and all and all this is going on we're being gassed you know capital police officers that were there with me are being gassed and explosive rounds are going off over their heads just like ours i mean the dc police that showed up had no remorse for their own brothers and sisters on the front line and they did not care who they hit with that, those munitions that day. Um, after Benjamin Phillips was taken out of the Capitol, off the Capitol grounds, I walked back towards, closer towards the west side of the steps. Um, once I realized what those police officers were doing on top of those steps and the mentality that, that they had, um, I couldn't stand there and just watch what they were doing you know i was on the ground and they sprayed guy Reffin, and i saw him almost fall and i'm like somebody needs to go help him but anybody that got near him was getting shot and sprayed you know nobody could help this guy who's sitting on a ledge 20 feet above the ground i mean that's death height you fall you die so me being who i am and what i was wearing and prepared for that day at this point i had donned my gas mask I had, again, I had my best. So I'm like, I'm going up there and I'm going to help Guy refit or that guy. I didn't know his name was actually Guy at the time, but I'm going to put myself in between him and those police officers. And I'm going to get him out of there. Um, failed to do so because he did not want to leave. He was stuck on that railing. He said, I'm not moving. You're not going to get me out for this railing. I'm staying here, you know, forward, kept yelling forward.
1: I'm like, dude, we need to get you. You can't see. We need to get you out of here. Um, Real quick, um, just to clarify for my audience, Benjamin Phillips died that day. Yes, sir. He is one of four that lost his life. And you all have heard me say this numerous times. Ashley Babbitt, Roseanne Boylan, Benjamin Phillips, and Kevin Greeson. Benjamin Phillips, um, I've heard stories that he had a stroke, then a heart attack. Uh, but either way, what had killed him was was heart failure, brought on by the chaos in the crowd of explosive ordnance and God knows what else that was happening that day. It was just, it was too much.
0: David Summerall from Stop8.com has found some new footage and he actually called me to let me know about this, that he had found um, that it looks like his death was like you said more due to a heart attack and it was actually prior to DC police showing up he was actually one of like the very first people on the ground and it, what it seems like is he was yelling and shouting when he first got there and kind of gave himself a heart oh well, you know a lot of people did assume that he was hit with a flashbang but come to find out you know again this is why we need to see the video because the truth is of the matter that you know A person had a heart attack on the grounds of the Capitol and the police did absolutely nothing to get him out of there. This needs to be shown, you know, Ashley Babbitt, Benjamin Phillips, Roseanne Boylan, Kevin Griesen, the attempted murder of Derek Varga. These things, you know, they're editing them pushing him off the steps in my footage.
1: These things, the American people, you, the American people deserve to see. Very famously shown video, if you have not seen it, folks, He was on the top of the steps at a balcony, um, about 20 feet above the grass. Yes, he was climbing on the outside edge, but instead of pulling him to safety and then possibly arresting him or doing whatever the Capitol Police procedure would have been at that point, a Metro police officer, and I say that because he was wearing a blue helmet, um, shoved him off of that second story balcony of the steps and where he fell and lay unconscious in the ground underneath. And it was the crowd of people that came to his assistance. Um, Many thought that he had died from that fall, but thankfully Derek Vargas is still alive, but that didn't stop the federal government from charging him and arresting him as well. But we'll cover that in another episode. Uh, You had mentioned Guy Refit. Um, For my audience That might not know Guy Reffitt Is the Very first January 6th Defendant That went to trial My personal opinion Because of bias In these trials He was found Guilty on all charges um, We will be Speaking with His wife Nicole uh, in, in a later episode um, So we'll go Into more detail About her uh, Her husband's story So just wanted to kind of bring these names into the forefront for those that might not know exactly who they are. After uh, leaving the area,
0: the rest of the day until 4.30 or so was back to being First Amendment peaceful, you know, everybody chanting, singing, praying, the national anthem, You just a, a mass of people shuffling on top of the steps. I stayed. On one side of the Capitol, I stayed on the West side, top of the steps, I just walked around, tried to get warm, you know, tried to wash the OC off my face and ended up getting drenched in the process. When I first got to the top of the steps, I took my gas mask off. And so I spent the next 40 minutes getting the OC out of my face. And that's, you know, when everybody was breaching that West side door, I had no idea that anybody was even going in the building at all. You know, I had no idea. I'm on camera and I'm on, still camera shots of literally you could see the people breaching that doorway behind me and I'm sitting there with my eyes closed face red as can be trying to get the OC off my face um, but yeah I mean the, the top of the steps was people were walking around picking up trash and singing and like I said it was just a back to being what it was supposed to be it was supposed to be for us to voice our opinions and voice our grievances um, then 430 you know showed up and the cops amassed this massive line of Virginia state police, Maryland state police and other local departments. And that's when the big push came, uh, more crowd control devices, more pepper spray, more beatings, um, uh, people getting shot in the face with rubber bullets, you know? Um, and so one guy got shot in his face his lip his whole upper lip had come off. Um, while trying to give him medical aid. I was getting hit in the back, you know, from these cops. Is just how fast it would go from peaceful to complete chaos, and not at the hands of the protesters. Yeah, these these a lot of the cops that day were doing their job right, but a lot of the police were were out looking for a reason to shoot people or beat them or whatever have you. But they were a lot of these cops were out for blood, and it's scary that. We're calling that policing now, where you can abuse and kill political dissidents, and it's awarded. So you
1: and I might have actually been pretty close.
0: Yeah, it sounds. It sounds like it sounds like we were pretty much right around the same area, pretty much all day long, almost.
1: Yeah, I remember at one point um, I was blinded by pepper spray. There was uh, a, a gentleman that they like pushed down this terrorist steps and i saw he was falling backwards so i went to go catch him and uh i got pepper sprayed in the face and i had to walk away from the scenes i couldn't i couldn't see and Mm -hmm. uh somebody had obviously i couldn't see who but somebody pulled me to the side and they blew a uh, menthol cigarette into my face and it Mm -hmm. like nullified the oc spray and i could able to open my eyes again and, and it like got rid of a lot of the pain which I'm extremely thankful for. And if I ever find out who that is, I'm going to give them a huge hug because I, um, I never knew that that had that sort of reaction, you know, to, to use a, a menthol cigarette and, and blow it in their face. They never nullify the burn. That's um, yes,
0: the first, first time I remember hearing about that. I wish somebody would have done that that day because I literally soaked myself head to toe. <laughs> I spent the rest of that freezing cold, windy day drenched... Uh, from all the water trying to wash off the multiple chemicals that I was covered in because I got not only that OC spray but I got that white powder crap that they were spraying people with I got the pepper balls I got the bright red big canister They, the second I got to those steps, man, they hit me with everything they had. And I mean, they they covered me to the point where I didn't realize it was that bad. I really, I mean, for like month after January 6th, you could still smell my hoodie and I would get like a hint hint of OC spray from my hoodie. And I'd be like, whoa, that's still spicy. (laughs) So, you know, they they definitely used a a massive amount of munitions that day. I'm at a loss for words, brother. Oh, man, it gets better. I mean, you know, we talked about the deaths of the four innocent people, and, you know, everything's on the news right now with, you know, Tucker blowing up the Officer Sidnick thing. But but when Officer Sidnick went down, I was there. And that officer said, you know, Officer Sidnick, you okay, brother? And I looked up, and from a distance of about 20 feet, I could tell that that man had suffered from a stroke and that he was in severe agony. He was lethargic. He could barely keep his head up. He was literally just sat down on the curb and given a bottle of water. And I begged with those officers, let me go or not let me go. But, you know, cuff me in front. Let me look at him. I'm in the medic. I was an EMT. I was a combat lifesaver in the military. Let me check him out until you guys can get him medics. Don't worry. We have it under control. 30, 40 minutes go by until I'm hauled off and taken away to a patrol car. They had still not gotten him medical help. And then what do we find out? They didn't get him help into the hospital until 1030 that night. They, his own brothers, let him die. Doesn't his family deserve the truth? Not the lie, not the narrative that fits the narrative, but the truth that his own brothers and sisters let him die on that sidewalk and denied him medical care because they just thought he was exhausted or they just thought he was overworked from the day or whatever they thought. But when a medical trained professional or anybody who has more medical experience than you is telling you that somebody needs to get to medical help right now and you don't listen to them and then that person ends up dying, that needs to be told. Now we're finding out not only was he a Trump supporter, not only did he not die from being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher, not only was it not that day he died later, I find out that I know his family. He's from New Jersey. I lived in New Jersey. I served on the same fire department with his family. His mom deserves to know the truth and not be used as a political pawn for their their narrative. I mean, she was brought to the Capitol, and I get it. I agree with her. She didn't deserve to lose her son that day. It was an unfortunate accident that occurred for his stroke. But... To, to say that we caused it or, you know, that we had anything to do with it. Like, okay, yeah, strokes can be caused by a lot of things, but like, when you deny somebody that treatment, if he would have been taken to the hospital, maybe not when I found him, but the other people who have witnessed him being taken off the police line at three o'clock and told that he needed help then, if they could have just listened Maybe Officer Sinek would be here. Maybe he'd actually be able to tell the truth from that day. Maybe one day the truth will come out. And these officers that were all standing around me, that the second I started asking them to let me help, they turned off their body cameras.
1: Now, if the audience may remember, the mainstream media ran with stories saying that um, George Tanios... And another man beat him to death with a fire extinguisher and then the narrative came out once the fire extinguisher was disproven saying that he had adverse reactions to a chemical spray that was he was sprayed with which again was debunked and the medical examiner himself said that brian sicknick died of a stroke caused by blood clots now look into this yourself folks think what you wish But the facts hold up that Officer Sicknick died on January 7th of a stroke caused by a blood clot in the brain. That is fact. But yet other people are still sitting in jail, charged with involvement in his death. Justice should be fair and equal. Justice needs to be true. If it comes out that Sicknick did not die of a fire extinguisher, then the man charged with killing him with a fire extinguisher should not be sitting in jail. But unfortunately, he is. He's going to be going to trial here very shortly. We've all been lied to, and this is one reason that I bring these stories forward, is because we're not being told the truth. They're hiding the video footage. They're not releasing the information. And that's because they have ran hard and headfirst with their own narrative at the detriment of we the people. So I want to take a step back in your story. Um, you went to after you were arrested. What led to your arrest? Like, what happened after Guy Refit? And when you were trying to wipe the O.C. spray off, that led to the point where you were arrested and sat down next to Brian Sicknick.
0: So, yeah, so that was actually my arrest was later in the night. Like I said, around 730 p.m. um, was when I was arrested. So Guy Ruffit, you know, uh, we're talking around the two o'clock mark, you know, uh, 159 or so. Derek Varga gets pushed around uh, 220. Um, we get to the top of the Capitol steps shortly after you know two thirty. The push is at four thirty. Um at the base of the steps, we're there for another two hours before the next big push where they pushed everybody off the lawn. And you know, that's um where everything, you know, for two years didn't really make any sense, right? You know, why I don't know what time you left, but I was there if the National Guard was called and it was on scene at 3 o'clock. Why did you wait till 6.30 to deploy the National Guard? Why did you wait till after the beatings and the gassing and all that to deploy National Guard soldiers? Well, then I start questioning, wait a minute. Well, you deployed National Guard soldiers, but you had them all remove the American flag from the uniform and don the D.C. bars and stars. Wait a second. I'm like, come am What? Why would you deploy National Guard soldiers on American soil and have them remove their American flags? It just doesn't, you know, it, you want to talk about an attempted at coup and all this other stuff. You used National Guard soldiers on American soil and you had them under the banner of another flag. What really occurred that day is not what people are being told and what not people are. We, we may never, I mean, on all honesty, know the the depth that this rabbit hole goes. Um, as far as, again, my arrest, I was following orders. I was with the last little bit of crowd at the end of the night. You know, I mean, there was still, I would say roughly three, 400 people at the end of the night that was still, you know, the, the the line of National Guard troops would tell us to move back and we would move back and they'd stop, we stopped. Move back, we moved back, they stopped, we stopped. There was no resistance. There was no fighting, there was no pushing. We were literally following the orders that we were given, um, not realizing we were actually being rounded up. We were being in comp- you know, encircled at, outside of the Capitol. Um, I was talking to some media guy, who I didn't know was actually not media. Coming to find out, I'm starting to think he was more of one of those undercover DC guys because his video, I just found out existed, and it was in their, you know, massive evidence dump they gave me um just listening to the police orders one cop I was walking to the left of the police line because at some some point I ended up behind the DC police and the cop was like no go that way I was like okay I was just told to go this way I'm going that way now and I'm walking I have a megaphone in my right hand um you know speaker part of the megaphone in my left you know no threat to anybody I'm following commands following orders and um I feel somebody lift my backpack up and I'm like, what the fuck? And then another quick lift to my backpack. And then I get bludgeoned in the back of my head. And I'm like, what? Yeah, what the fuck? And I hit the ground. And I mean, I'm instantly swarmed by, you know, six people. And I'm just like, what the fuck is? I was like, everybody chill the fuck out. You know, like calm. the fuck. what is fucking going on? And that's when, you know, basically what had happened was the officer, um, saw a bulge on my hip is what he called it he said he saw bulge and he said he saw bullets then he said went back to a bulge then the court stenographer said that she mistyped bullets are bulge for bullets they've had to retract and cover their their story like three different times in five different directions but basically he said he saw a bulge and he tapped it with his baton and felt a hard object identifying with his training as a firearm and that I tried to flee. So for a year and a half, they said that his body cam never existed. It didn't upload. Um, The file was corrupted. And then magically a year and a half into my case, I get the body cam footage showing him excessive use of force and beating me in the head, which is account into DC's use of force guidelines is equivalent to him drawing his firearm and shooting me.
1: Yep, hitting somebody in the head with a baton is considered um, a use of lethal force.
0: Well, no warning, mind you. I was never told to freeze. I was never told police. There was no stop. It was lift, lift, crack in the head. There was no chance for me to even surrender if it was even, you know, because it wasn't given to me. But on top of all of that, even after I'm putting handcuffs, I have on video. The, the lead D.C. police officer in charge of everything that, well, not one of multiple police officers in charge, admitting that the curfew order had not been given yet. Now, this is at 730 at night. I had no idea there was ever a curfew in place because I don't have a Twitter. My phone, I turned it off because I had that when I got to the top of the steps, I lost cell phone service. So I turned my phone off, figured I'd save my battery for when I got back to my car. No idea that there was ever a curfew in effect, and I have it on video recording from that police officer's them admitting that none of us were in violation of any curfew because they hadn't given anybody time to react to it and leave.
1: So you were stuffed and cuffed, and uh, what, what happened after that?
0: That's where, so that's where Sitnik went down, um, and then all that other. Everything that we talked about before preceded. Um, from there, I was, you know, while I was on handcuffs, I'm watching everybody that else that was there around me was getting um, arrested and put onto buses to go down to central processing. I was told that I was being transported separate to a separate district, a separate facility for investigation. They had taken me all the way down to in D.C. They have it called the Fifth District, 5D. I was taken to a jail cell all by myself um, investigated by two police officers I was never given any medical treatment for the continuous uh, long exposure to the OC and chemicals and or being hit in the back of the head Um, I was never given my phone call for 25 plus hours I was in jail with no phone call I was transferred were two three o'clock in the morning from 5th District um, over to Central where I was put in the cell with a, another uh, I guess a bum that they had swept up in the uh, curfew arrest and uh, went in front of a judge I think it was six thirty, seven o'clock the next night
1: What were you charged with initially right there?
0: Uh, initially it was four charges um, possession of a firearm in DC without a license, uh, possession of a high-capacity magazine feeding device, um, possession of unregistered ammunition, and oh, I can't remember what the fourth one was. Um, yeah, it was another. It was another fire. They were all bogus, jumbled, and mumbo charges. Um, you know, and a lot of people now. Or, you know, why weren't, why didn't you, why aren't you one of the ones who were stuck in jail? And like you, you know, you know, glory to God, basically. I, you know, I prayed what my whole time sitting in that jail cell waiting to speak to the, to the judge and my public defender. And I, I prayed and I, I ran through the events of that day. And I'm like, you know, this is, if the Constitution and the Bill of Rights still stand, then God's going to get me through this and we're going to be okay. And, um, I got up on, you know, I got on the phone with my public defender and, you know, he was, I explained to my situation, you know, my fiance wasn't working at the time. So I was the one making all the money at the time. So I had, you know, I had to work. And, you know, that, what, you know, a short, basically a short 15 minute conversation of what happened when I got arrested, um, got in front of Judge, District of Judge Harvey and with my public defender and the prosecution was trying to throw the book. You know, They wanted me in jail. They wanted to throw away the key. And right then and there they were trying to accuse me of going in the Capitol. Um, they were accusing me of brandishing my firearm, which never occurred, um, and so on and so forth. And the judge even, you know, said, like, well, do you have any proof of this? Or was Mr. Alberts just peacefully carrying his second amendment, like the constitution of the Bill of Rights carry, you know, guarantees him? well, you know, so on and so forth. Um, so, so did you go into the building? No, no. I never stepped foot inside the building, but yet to this day on my superseding indictment, one of the actual charges is um, disorderly conduct in a Capitol building. It is specific to inside 40 USC 5104 E 2 Delta. It is specific says disorderly conduct in a Capitol building. They have yet to prove any evidence. They have none. I never stepped foot
1: inside. What, what happened after that? Obviously, I'm, I'm assuming you went home and you know the fiance probably freaked out as to what was going on. Um, but like, did they come back and arrest you again? Were there more charges? Were you already, uh, like were you given an official indictment? You mentioned a superseding indictment. So it kind of give us an idea of once you were let out of this initial arrest, um, what, what happened? What sort of treatment has Uncle Sam granted you?
0: Um, uh, some officer sitting outside in his police car let me use this personal cell phone and I'm thankful to him for that. Um, but you know I got I got put on an ankle monitor two weeks after that. Um, and then I got hit with the superseding indictment to the superseding indictment to the to the original indictment. I've basically I've been indicted three times now. Um, the latest superseding indictment went from the first original four charges to, I'm now being charged with, I was at 10, and the, the uh, prosecutor agreed to drop the um, large capacity ammunition feeding device, which is only a DC code misdemeanor, but I'm still being charged with civil disorder, assaulting, resisting, impeding, um, entering and remaining in restricted buildings or grounds with a deadly or dangerous weapon. Um, disorderly or disruptive conduct in a restricted buildings or grounds with a deadly or dangerous weapon, engaging in physical violence in a restricted buildings or grounds, unlawful possession of a firearm on Capitol buildings or grounds, disorderly conduct in a Capitol building, acts of physical violence in the Capitol building or grounds, carrying a pistol without a license outside of the home or place or business. And that's just uh, that's just on the government's end. You know, and now I I still have to I have to call when I want to leave the state. Um, I have to call both of my I have two pretrial officers. I have to call Maryland and I have to call DC once a week. Um, I've had to have Baltimore bomb squad at my house because I've received uh, suspicious packages in the mail. I've had my bank account canceled by Chime Bank. I've had my Airbnb account deleted. My GoFundMe got shut down in less than 24 hours. Um, you know as we all know Twitter and Instagram are throttling us but I'm I can't add people I can't post my my gifts my uh gifts and go on there um you know I've had the nightmares the you know for the eight months that I thought Derek was dead um you know the emotional distress of not being able to help the people that I could have been able to help that day like Brian Nick and like Benjamin Phillips um you know, and then for the longest time until this community has really built itself up, um, you've, I feel like everybody's turning their back on the Bill of Rights because, you know, like a lot of people say, oh, you know, you can't carry a gun in DC. That's not what the Second Amendment says. The Second Amendment says we have a right to keep and bear arms and it shall not be infringed. Our lives are worth protecting, every single one of us. And if a politician doesn't agree with that, then fuck them. Sorry that my constitutional rights are bigger than yours. And that's what, what really bothers me with this case is my Second Amendment case is now, I mean, it's huge. This is the biggest since Heller and Bruin, like this is this is bigger than the New York Pistol and Rifle Association. You know, since that case, 27 states have signed constitutional carry. And all I can get from a public defender prior to my new attorney was, you know, the Brady Act, which gave police the right to carry firearms. So you're making the you make the argument for more firearms equals more safety if every veteran and every police officer across this country can carry firearms i guarantee
1: you our crime rate would drop by at least 90 percent. now just a point of clarification because this is one thing that i i notice people have uh, a misunderstanding of the second amendment our second amendment in the bill of rights the, the right to bear arms that does not grant us the right to have a firearm. It prevents the government from infringing upon our ability to bear arms, our ability to have a firearm for self-defense. It does not give us the right. The rights that we have are unalienable, which means that they are granted to us naturally. They are given to us by God at our moment of creation. It does not grant that second amendment does not grant us the right to bear arms it prevents the government from infringing upon our natural right to bear arms and that's one clarification that people sometimes miss is that we as human beings have the right to bear arms the second amendment just clarifies that the government cannot infringe upon that right so you're and uh,
0: you're and me- And people like me and you who fought for that right should have, if anybody, should have the right (laughs) to have the government or to keep the government from infringing on that right. It should be the people who fought to defend it at most. Granted, I am all for every American citizen being able to do what they feel. You know, I explain it to people like this. Do you call 911 for a fire or do you keep a fire extinguisher in your house? You know. That is, it's 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 as stupid simple as I can break it down. I pray the day I never need my firearm, but I pray the day that arises, I have it. it, 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 it if you don't want to carry a gun as conservatives, we don't want to force that on you. If you want to rely on the police and you want to rely on a national response time, of I think it's now seven plus minutes, be my guest. But my life is worth more than seven minutes or four minutes, or I don't even care if it's 30 seconds criminal is going to kill you in the amount of time it takes you to pick up that phone and call 911. So, you know, the government has no right. And that's what that New York Pistol Rifle Association, the government cannot outright outlaw carrying a firearm. They either have to grant you open carry or they have to grant you constitutional carry. But they cannot tell you that you cannot bear arms. That's... That's what the Second Amendment was made for. Just like the free speech and the freedom of religion and the freedom of press. The government has no rights to tell you that you cannot assemble. Like on January 6th, where we had a permit for the grass area around the Capitol. And now in everybody's trials, they're trying to say that there was a magic perimeter, some magic red line drawn in the sand that says we weren't allowed to be there. If they can say you can't go there on a, any given day that they choose then you no longer have the freedom to assemble. Freedom is the ability to do something without asking permission. What do you have that is free in this country anymore? You want to go fish. You have to ask permission. You want to drive a car. You have to ask permission. When I say ask permission, you have to go buy a license for these things. You want to go buy a house. You have to go to the bank. You have to apply for the loan. You have to ask the government for permission. You have to prove you are worthy. These things are not rights. Freedom is not having to ask that permission. It's the ability to be able to do this freely as long as you are not impeding on other people's rights. And I have never once in my life impeded on anybody's rights. I have done nothing my whole life but save people and be there when people need help. And the fact that this government thinks they can tarnish my name and my character And who I am in my soul, they picked the wrong person because I don't bend the knee to no man. I only bend the knee to God. And they're not going to break me. They can try, but it's not going to happen. This will go all the way to the appeals or the Supreme Court. But the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, last time I checked, still are the law of the land.
1: A neat little trivia fact, uh, according to Black's Law Dictionary, which is, you know one of two dictionaries that they use to define terms in court uh the term license is actually a um, legal permit to perform an action or to do something that is considered illegal so when you get a driver's license or a fishing license you are basically granted permission to do something that is deemed illegal in in the legal world um which is absolutely absurd. And you can actually see there's case law stating that we don't actually need a driver's license unless we are participating in commerce. So, you know, just driving down the road, um, not participating, not not being a commercial vehicle, not transporting goods uh, for trade across state lines, et cetera, then we don't actually have a requirement to have a driver's license. And there have been people that have gone to court excuse me there are people that have gone to court and fought this and and won Um, I don't recommend it because that is a legal fight that many people don't want to get into Um, but the term license is a permission granted for something that's considered illegal and that that is where our country has gone to in our legal definitions um we take the word license for granted, but that is that is actually what it means. Um, after your uh, your arrest, you were released, you went home, you said you've been reporting to two different pre um detention officers, uh, both Maryland and DC. Uh, what are some of the terms of your release?
0: Um, so, well, I mean, that's basically it. I can't go to DC um, unless I'm meeting with my law team and I just have to make, you know, I have to maintain the conditions that are forever changing. So when I first got out, it was again, it was just contact with two officers. Now it's I have to notify when I want to leave the state. um, And if I fail, you know, granted now, remember, I said I live in Maryland. I live pretty close to Pennsylvania. I can drive down a back country road and end up in pennsylvania without knowing that i'm ending up in you know what i mean like you take a windy back road and you cross over the border and then you cross back into maryland there's multiple roads around me that can do that and if i don't say hey i'm heading to pa and i cross over the state line i'm waiting for the day to my door get you know kicked in so pretty much every day i text my pretrial officer in maryland and say hey You know i'm traveling today might go into pennsylvania might go into delaware virginia and that's how that you know he's just like and he's like you know he's over it he wanted from like day one of putting the monitor on my ankle he wanted it off he's like i i don't have to put it i can already tell i'm not gonna have to worry about him he's not gonna be a problem and to this day now two years later i haven't missed a check-in i haven't violated one condition um, but you know, that's, that's really it. They, they want to keep me out of DC and that's their main subject behind
1: it. Yep, Yeah. A lot of folks have that restriction, uh, myself included. I'm not allowed in DC unless I'm meeting with an attorney or I'm going to court. Um, <clears throat> which is actually how, how you and I uh, met in person. Um, we went to uh CPAC and. Because of some of the groups that are out there fighting on the front lines to help bring true justice back to this country and standing up for our January 6th inmates, defendants and families like yourself, um, they had what is called Freedom Corner Fest. Now, quick explanation on that. Freedom Corner um, is a hashtag and a name that has been given to the vigil outside of the D.C. jail, which they do nightly and have been doing nightly since august of 2021 with uh mickey whithawk which is ashley babbitt's mother uh nicole Reffitt, which is guy Reffitt's wife um david valentine he's one of the live streamers down there along with a couple other live streamers but he runs uh freedom express media and also randy ireland of a4j which is americansforjustice.org a the number four justice.org um and just so I can put that out there. Um, Ashley Babbitt's mother's website that she has for Ashley Babbitt and like the fight that she's putting forward. It's the number four Ashley with an I. So four A-S-H-L-I dot com. Um, but they were holding a fundraiser and they had spoken to a few rap hip hop, hip hop artists for um, Giotto Blow, uh, Ron J Spike and, and a couple others who. Off the top of my head, I can't remember their name. I'm sorry. But um, it was a rooftop party. They had a private party you could buy tickets to go to just outside of CPAC at the Arlington Rooftop Bar and Grill. And it was just absolutely amazing. It was so much fun. Um, I, I went there and helped get everything set up, set up the stage and everything. And they had a VIP section, which we all had access to, every J6-er and J6 family had uh, VIP access, and uh, they brought in, I mean, at least 100, 150 people, if not more, uh, for that party that night. And it was truly beautiful to, to see all of these Americans standing together under one roof, all for the same cause of standing up for January 6th, defendants. And uh, I was honored enough to be asked to speak, which I spoke on behalf of my fellow brothers and sisters and also mentioned the Sing for Freedom, kind of gave an, an idea of the origin of that. And because it was close to nine o'clock, um, we had actually pulled up all of the J6ers and J6 family up to the stage. And we sang the national anthem together in unity with one another, with a flag waving uh, right there on stage with us, and the crowd watching. There were definitely some tears that night, but a lot of cheering, a lot of happiness, and just a gangload of patriotic love and unity with one another. And I was truly honored to be able to meet you and your fiance um you know it was in maryland outside of dc so for frank the fed that's listening to this we did not violate our terms of release we stayed out of the district of columbia um but we did have a great time at least i did and i'm sure you did as well it was a lot of food a lot of fun and the music was is awesome i definitely recommend listening to uh 4g auto blow Ron J. Spike and the other artists that were there, and they were all down to earth, all very supportive of our cause. And so I was, I was truly honored to be able to meet you and, and hang out with you, and hear your story. And that's that's how this interview actually came about. Is that
0: you know, one to meet other people that are going through it is really big. You know, because for the longest, a lot of us thought we were alone. You know, there wasn't there wasn't this mass awakening that's happening right now. You know we were in this by ourselves we were like me kicked off GoFundMe. me we you know i didn't have a twitter and instagram a facebook i felt like we were all in this alone so to be in a group where it was that many people again together that are all going through the same trial to you know all be in that room was just amazing um like you said to be on there and seeing the national anthem with the guys in jail um, was definitely uh, a tearfelt moment, um, being that I know I should be in there with those guys. You know, it is literally by the grace of God that I'm not. Um, but, you know, that was really just that whole night was amazing. You said the support. Um, I wish, like a lot of people, I wish some people that night would have had a little bit better understanding of the Second Amendment, um, but not going to name drop anybody. Um, that same person in the beginning of the night did at the end of the night apologize after hearing my story so you know all it takes is a little time to talk to me and the truth will set you free you know and it, you'll find out real quick that I'm not this big bad guy that they're trying to make me out to be
1: you are just a big teddy bear <laughs> just yeah. don't poke the bear and you don't get your face scratched off that's all that's that's it. And, uh, you know, you were nothing but smiles that entire night. And it was it was truly enjoyable. Um, I'm definitely glad to have say that I've met you. And, uh, you know, it's an honor to march beside you in this in this fight that we're putting forth. You said you've been kicked off GoFundMe. Um, I was actually banned within 24 hours of my putting up a legal defense fund there as well, because they said I was trying to promote terrorism. Um, yeah, no, mine but, was like 18 hours and it was it was deleted. <laughs> it was right, yeah, it happens pretty quick. Um, but Give, Send, Go is where a lot of January 6th inmates and their defendants and families have gone to for crowdsourcing uh, charitable contributions to help out in this fight because the federal government has an unlimited amount of resources which is really taxpayer dollars so they're using our money to go after us so that's a whole other argument but we as people americans like you know just individual families we have very limited resources and so it is because of the kindness of all of those that are out there that we're able to get any sort of legal offense. Um, many of them, you know, because they need to use it for their living expenses, they've saved their homes. Um, some folks, unfortunately, were not able to, still. Um, some have lost their homes. Some have even had their kids taken away. I mean, it's the way that the federal government is destroying the lives of Americans that are supposed to be innocent until proven guilty is absolutely disgusting. So what... Uh, I know you, you said you have a Give, Send, Go. Uh, where can we go to find that? Yeah,
0: I mean, all of your listeners can go to Give, Send, Go. You can either search my name, Chris Alberts, and my fundraiser will pop up, or you can search my hashtag um, link, which will get you to my Twitter, my Instagram. My true social it is all hope. That's H O P E 4 F O R A HERO. H E R O. That's hope. For a hero. Um, my fiance, I couldn't thank her enough. You know, um, I basically, not to directly incriminate myself, because we see now that they're actually using everybody's posts and everything against them. She started all this, you know, the true social, the Instagram, the Twitter. Um, she's literally, she became a paralegal student um, because of all this, just so she can help even. If my case goes awry and, you know, we have to write our own appeals or whatever, she's going to be able to do that now as a paralegal. And she's already said she's not only going to help, you know, me, but obviously other people that need help, because like you said, a lot of these people, we've we've lost everything. Um, People are stuck with public defenders, um, you know, and they can't afford, they're not getting a fight, you know. Um, So, yeah, that the gives and go is important. I, like I said, I'll take my, my Bill of Rights, I'll take it all the way to the Supreme Court But I need money for that And um, right now, I've exhausted Funds, you know, my first Attorney took 20 grand and ran You know, dropped me after Six months, I had a public Defender, I had another attorney Come on pro se, or uh, Pro or what's the word I'm looking for Yeah, Pro Hagvici um, And then a freak accident Happened and he could no longer represent me and then I was back to my public defender. And then now that I finally have a law team willing to fight for me, I really need people to go to that gifts and go and spread it again. That's hope for F O R a hero and just, you know, give what you can. I always tell people if you can give 20 bucks and sacrifice a coffee one day a week, you know, that's $20 at the end of the month for me, $20 from 20,000 people adds up. Um, you know, I, I can't express uh, like you said. This this government is using your money to come after us, and they have unlimited. They're they're printing it. They don't they don't have a budget to prosecute us, but they're dragging it out to make it to where we don't have the money to defend ourselves. So I really need everybody's help to take a stand. If you really believe in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, like I do down to your core this is it i mean this this is the fight for america is my trial um i'm in it like i said with that with my attorney and me they're not tying me to anybody because i was there by myself but we know these federal trials there's no cameras there's no there's no nothing to put it in the public eye other than you know a few reporters from gateway pundit and stuff that are in there reporting on what's going on and the atrocities that are occurring but um I really need people to go there and, and help me out financially because um, my lawyer being who he is, is not cheap.
1: Well, you heard it folks. Give, send, go. Uh, you can look up Chris Alberts or you can also search for hope for a hero. And I just want to let you know, Chris, that they can also go to my website of sing the number Four freedom and go to uh help out or excuse me donate to j6ers i have several pages dedicated to the january 6 defendants uh give send go pages and you can go there and find chris alberts it's an alphabetical order by last name so you're right there on the first page but find chris alberts give send go and give give give, go that way and it goes directly to them that i posted on my website but i do not receive any bit of it i'm not here to make a profit i don't touch a penny i just want to make sure that people have an easy way to access it and so go to sing for freedom.us and chris alberts and help him out and one thing he keeps mentioning the bill of rights his case is going to affect the bill of rights the court precedent that is going to be set with all of these january 6 cases especially cases like chris's that involve having his second amendment right to bear a firearm that is going to set precedent for future cases for all of our rights within the Bill of Rights for generations to come. They are using January 6th as a way to strip us of our unalienable rights and to bring down their rule of law, which violates every single tenant and every single value in which America is based on. That which we cherish as citizens is being taken away, and we are under threat of Punishment if we voice our opinions against it. Many of those that stood up in defense of election integrity, which is a foundational principle of our country, are now sitting in jail, rotted, rotting away, defended, smeared across the media, painted as monsters, and it is something that we, as Americans, have an unalienable right to do, which is to redress our grievances to our government, to peaceably assemble, to exercise our freedom of speech, Chris was Christmas that day he tried to save lives he defended the weak and the vulnerable he did what the military had trained him to do and now the government has labeled him a terror a dangerous society and they are going to use the persecution that they are pushing upon him to take your rights away and to take the rights away from Americans for generations down the road from your children and their children and their children and on and on so we all need to stand together five bucks two bucks a dollar whatever it is that you can do we stand arm in arm with our fellow americans innocent until proven guilty we're not asking anybody to turn their a blind eye to the law until proven guilty and if we can stand together and ask that truth be revealed when it comes to you, you will all see that you gave hope to a hero so find hope for a hero on his social media or go to Give, Send, go and look up him by name of Chris Albert at mayPS if you and they also allow you to type your prayers out for him on Give, Send, Go so that he and his family can go back and look at them over and over again to give them hope, inspiration and, and motivation through this fight that he's dealing with. Uh, Chris, is there anything else that you would like to share with the American people?
0: I mean, you really hit it on the head, brother. Those 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 prayers actually do help, guys. I... I you you could sit here and believe what you want but i do go back and i read those prayers on my lowest days where i feel like i've lost hope the patriot mail project i'll get a letter from i'll get a donation with an amazing prayer in there um so please you know that that it, if you can't give spread it to somebody else that person might be able to give or they may know somebody that can't you know like i said before we need people to help locally get involved locally um get involved in your elections Volunteer to be a, a poll watcher, you know, volunteer to be a, an election judge. My fiance did that. You know, I, I volunteered. I got a response. She volunteered. She got voted to be the lead judge for our county in one of our districts for our county. So she was in charge of the whole voting. I mean, you can do if you can't help financially. There are still things you can do. We need people like you who can start a movement because they heard the national anthem sang by people who were in prison. We need people who are rap artists who are streamers bloggers graphic designers paralegals photography marketing if you have an idea that can help even though it's not monetarily that little idea can turn into a national movement that we take and we get loud about and we say enough is enough no more injustice bring these boys home you have done enough harm you know again call your representatives call your local rep call mccarthy every day his number 202-225-2915 call it 202-225-2915 blow it up until they answer and demand that he releases all of this to us and that 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 is if everybody does that from every district if their phones even if they only answer the ones they can but all day from the minute they open to the minute they go home those phones don't stop ringing something will get done because they're gonna have to hire more people to answer the phones and they're not gonna be able to process them fast enough they'll realize that they they've screwed up and even if your representative is a democrat call them too they don't want this to be done to them i can guarantee you that you know we have we were we are the people if we stand together and just take all the everybody i believe everybody is special and everybody has a gift somebody listening to this like i said is a graphic designer and can cut through these videos or post something together that shows the truth like tucker did but do it on because they're going to cancel him. we already see what they're trying to do to him we need people to step up do what you can if what you can do is something other than monetary then do that if you have the funds to do it do it i've had people give me 500 i've had people give me five dollars do what you can and again there's other things that j6ers need right now that does not consist as monetary
1: things absolutely And uh, you mentioned Patriot Mail Project. Uh, Patriotmailproject.com is one of our affiliates. Uh, We partner with them and work very closely with them. We actually had Paula Calloway and Marie Goodwin in for an interview um, and discussing the ministry that they provide of allowing Americans, uh, facilitating, I should say, Americans a way to write letters to not only the inmates, but also the defendants that are out. I receive letters from Patriot Mail Project and they are extremely uplifting. And so they are an absolute pillar in our community because of the love and unity that they help all of us receive. And it's because of Americans like yourselves out here in my audience that we know that we're not in this fight alone for the longest time like you heard Chris mention and like you've heard many other folks on this show say that they were in this fight by themselves until they realized that America was standing behind them so stand with us find something that you're passionate about and get involved Mary Margaret we could use your quilt making ability to help bring awareness to what is going on Jimmy Smith you like to play the guitar great play that guitar with the intent of bringing your community together under the same banner of freedom to say enough is enough we will not consent we will not comply let's shake the raw walls of Jericho with your amazing ability to play the star-spangled banner and to get the community out there to realize that they've all been lied to because we the people Are the ones that have the power our voice has strength that's why they constantly try to silence us every little bit of monetary help that you can help out these j6ers with chris is in the middle of this fight help out but if you can't do that anything goes a long way like you heard jeremy brown mention in a previous episode (laughs) uh it's a spin on the quote from edmund burke that The only thing that evil needs to succeed is for good men to do nothing. And then Jeremy Brown says, please don't do nothing. Do something, anything. Bring awareness, talk to your neighbors, find video online. There's tons of it out there floating around and show folks that might not have any idea what's going on. And we are part of a community of many, many creative artists that can uh, edit video, do audio, make music, memes. Um, put together speeches, organize uh, events. I don't recommend organizing protests with pickets, signs and all of that jazz because I mean, quite frankly, the last protest I went to didn't work out too well for all of us. But <laughs> you can still Sorry. get up and speak to your representatives. You can get involved in calling your U.S. Marshal's office to bring attention to the atrocities that the men are dealing with in the prisons. You can get a hold of your local uh, and state representatives your local mayor your sheriff and bring awareness to what is going on find j6ers that are in your state or that are in your community and let them know that that you care a fellow j6er by the name of Trennis evans stood up at a trump rally and got an entire sports stadium of over twenty thousand people involved in singing the national anthem interrupting trump in the middle of speaking He actually just created a song with the guys inside singing the anthem intertwined with him saying the words for the Pledge of Allegiance. And they're using the hashtag of J6PC, which stands for Prison Choir. That is beautiful to see that Donald Trump has embraced Sing for Freedom and is helping to bring awareness to what's going on for those guys that are locked up in there, as well as all of us that are still fighting this fight on the outside. Chris, myself... And many other J6ers. They've arrested over a thousand. They're coming after 2,000 more. So, what is the point of this little rant that I just went on? You can do something. No matter how small it is, it makes a huge difference and it can grow into being something more than you could ever imagine. I never thought that this slack jawed yokel from the hills of West Virginia would have started a national movement because I can't sing for one, (laughs) I sound like a dying cat, but I do it proudly because I love this country, damn it. And I understand that all Americans deserve due process. This is not a left or right issue. This is the issue of rights, American rights. Freedom is what makes America great. And they're taking away our freedoms. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. If they take away your rights, they're taking away your rights. They don't just take away the rights of Republicans. They're not only taking away the rights of some fringe group, they are taking away the rights of every man, woman, and child under this this great country that we live in. We are not at war with the left. We are just voicing our opinion and voicing our disgust for the tyranny that we are witnessing. And many on the left have been screaming about this for a long time. And I have to admit, many of us were blind to it. People have been screaming about prison reform for a long time. And we were all blind to it because it didn't affect us. But now it is affecting us and our eyes are open. So for those of, out there on the other side of the aisle that can't stand the fact that you've been screaming for so long and nobody paid attention, we're paying attention. Let's join together. We can argue and quibble over little minute bullcrap later. Right now, the big picture is freedom is at stake. Your freedom, our freedom, and we together are strong, united. We are strong, divided. We die. So let's join hands. Let's come together and fight this beast that is trying to destroy us all. Prison reform is something that we definitely need to change for the better. For the left the right the up the down guess what folks unity is what we need there's hope out there and it's heroes like chris that can bring it fighting in court that's the true battlefield but we can't do this alone and we need you america to stand with us chris i cannot thank you enough for your time and sharing your story We are truly behind you and and praying with you and fighting for you, and you have my number. So if there's ever anything that you need, um, please do not hesitate to reach out. Um, I will do everything that I possibly can, and you know, there's a lot of groups out here that are boots on the ground, and there's an entire nation out here standing with you in this fight.
0: I thank you for having me on, and to your audience, you know, um, I, I leave you with this silence is compliance get with god and find your voice um, i know we didn't get a chance to really bring this up but my trial is for you know is 411 it's april 11th it is a little over a month away so i w- if you want to help me make history for this country the way our forefathers thought that this place should be and keep it the way that our forefathers thought it should be then you know where to find me and I thank you and all of your listeners for listening to my story and helping me out so again thank you brother I I can't thank you enough
1: and God bless well absolutely hear that the 411 that's the information that we need and we need you to help spread this information so share the show get get Chris's information out there um, because his time is short it's crunch time folks let's band together and do what we can for him And this does not need to go to appeals. This can be solved right there, right then. It just depends on us. Hey, fam, you want to help keep this podcast going and support this endeavor of being an obnoxious prick to those that want to enslave us? Then check out mammothnation.com and use the 30% discount code of freedomj6. Mammothnation.com is a shopping market online that is a frontline competitor to Amazon. They do not help any of the companies that are pushing China into the forefront, they stay away from leftist causes. They vet all of the producers and um, merchants on their site for veteran-owned companies and companies that are friendly to our patriot movement. So go to mammothnation.com and snub your nose at Amazon. Use the discount code of FREEDOMJ6 and get 30% off. You can also get a sweet deal with makehoneygreatagain.com, promo code FREEDOM. That way they know who sent you get a one pound raw bottle that looks like donald trump which is hilarious and honey is just amazing so promo code freedom makehoneygreatagain.com and if you're looking for merch go to p2p printing that's the letter p the number two the letter p printing.com and Forward slash pionon. You can get all the sing for freedom gear that your heart desires, and it is going to help make patriotism sexy again. P2P printing.com slash pionon.
2: Hi guys, this is Mel Kay. I am out here fighting and getting as many of you on the show, getting eyes on your cases. We need to fight for change of venue, but what we really need to fight for is to get this adjudicated and get this turned around. Your civil rights, your human rights, your inalienable rights from God are being violated, and the whole world is watching. I believe that there are millions and millions of people. The vast majority is on your side. Please stay strong. This is not supposed to happen in America. This will not stand. You will have your day in court where you are not the defendants, where you are the people that will be known as heroes and champions for God and country. We love you all, everyone is rooting for you, and uh, as many of you as can, please uh, get in touch with the Mel K show, we are here for you, we wanna help you, and uh, God bless you all, God bless America, and on the other side, you will be on the right side of history, and you will be the heroes we talk about. Thank you.
1: Videos are so important. We gotta get the video finished. that is so important.
0: we, We have built a country where equal justice is at the heart of
1: our system. There's not equal justice right now. And the January 6th defendants have been treated much different than the 2020 summer of violence defendants. That's not America. And I think what we need to do is get the video footage to understand what happened that day, because I don't believe we have an honest accounting of what happened that day. And then we have to press the system to treat every defendant the same. If you committed a crime and it matches someone else's crime, you should both get the same penalty, not some exorbitant penalty to settle political scores. And that's the problem right now. The investigation of January 6th is about political score settling, and that's not America. Hey guys, I'm here with Ed Henry, and uh, he has a special
3: message that he would like to share with you. Hey guys, I'm here with my co-host Karen Turk from Real America's Voice.
2: Hi. Hi guys. We're thinking about you and praying for you every day.
3: And uh, we know that a lot of you watch Real America's Voice. You Sometimes, uh, in addition to The War Room and Cowboy Logic and some of these legendary shows, uh, you also watch American Sunrise. We appreciate that. And we want you to know our interest is in not just praying for you, but actually taking action. And my basic uh, philosophy and approach to this is, We should uh, make Americans Americans again, right? Like, you're American citizens. If you did something wrong, you are going to have to face justice. I know it could be difficult, um, but you should face the charges. You should uh, face a a jury of your peers. You shouldn't be rotting in a prison cell somewhere. This is America, or at least it should be. And so I'm going to stand up in any little voice that I have. I'm going to make sure that I stand up for Americans, that I stand up for freedom, that I stand up for due process and the basic rights that all of us uh, should have, including especially all of you.
2: Our entire rap family is behind you, thinking about you and wishing you all the best.
3: And thanks for watching us. Um, And anything that we can do for you, please let uh, Joe know. And we're praying for Joe as well. This is Joe Thomas, who's with us, and he has his own case he's dealing with. So much of this is overreach. Uh, uh, Yeah, so much of this is abuse of power, and it has to end. Thank you very much, sir.
2: Hello, everybody, all of the January sisters. This is Silk from Diamond and Silk. I want you to know that I love you, and I'm fighting hard to get you all out. You all stand strong and believe, trust, and believe in God, and know that God would not have brought you to it if he wasn't going to see you through it. I love you guys. Be strong.
1: Thank you, ma'am. That means a lot to them. God bless you. Hey, you heard Silk of Diamond and Silk. Our heart goes out to her. She has our condolences because of the loss of Diamond. You know, they've been a voice for our movement and for MAGA and for our country for a while. And uh, the passing of Diamond was truly a loss. She definitely was A diamond. But you heard from Silk and she's still out there doing her thing. Her spirit is still up. She's still out there fighting, being a voice for us. So can't thank her enough. But I am your humble host. Keep in mind, folks, that the Brandon administration ain't got nothing on us because we're Americans and it's going to stay that way. See you next time. Be sure to check out our sponsors of Mammoth Nation, the only patriotic competitor to Amazon use the 30% discount code and you'll get 30% discount it is freedom j6 that's freedom the letter j the number six and get your discount from mammoth nation take on the Chinese and the liberal funding Amazon and other stores and shop America shop patriots at MammothNation.com. discount code freedom j6 as well as makehoneygreatagain.com promo code freedom, one pound raw pure honey that looks like Donald Trump and tastes like America. No communist bees guaranteed, but it's definitely sweet, healthy, and practical. And you can uh, sure bet on that. Makehoneygreatagain.com promo code freedom, and also you can go to P2P printing. That's the letter P, the number two, the letter P as in Paul. Printing.com forward slash pie and on pie like the number a-n-o-n for anonymous so p2pprinting.com forward slash pie and on and get all your sing for freedom gear help keep patriotism sexy again
2: oh say can you see by the dawn hey Hey, 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 hey.
1: This ain't okay. Sway right. the wing makes God!